What is up? Back again, back in the home office, the home studio, back from two weeks in Maui speaking at Brandon Turner's event. Happy to be home, guys. This episode, I dive deep into building a conscious business that serves you, how to keep yourself accountable to that, what you need to look for, pitfalls that you need to avoid, some stories in there as well. So without further ado, as always, let's get right into the show. People don't fail at real estate because they suck. They fail because there's too many ways to succeed. That's why I suggest you focus on the most important skill in all of real estate, which is finding deals. I'm Colbert Johnson, and in this podcast, I share the exact steps I've used to source 400 deals by age 24. This will allow you to do three things. Control your deal flow, make unlimited income, and build your empire as an off-market operator. Today, you guys, we're talking about building a business that serves you. We all get into real estate investing and business kind of in a chaotic way, right? We jump into the game and we're just chasing that first check, that first deal, that next, you know, paying our bills the next month, next milestone, the next this. And a lot of us kind of go through business very unconscious. And what I mean by that is we get into real estate and we start investing in real estate or flipping or wholesaling or any other kind of business, you guys. Actually, I've actually had a lot of people that have listened to the show that I interact with that aren't in, you know, necessarily in real estate, but just are trying to, to pull tactics from this, like remote remote employees, virtual assistants that can apply to any business model. Uh, but for you guys listening to this today, I'm, I'm just getting back from a couple of weeks in Maui. And one of the things that, that hit me while I was out there is it's very clear who's consciously building a business and who's unconsciously building a business. And for years, I was unconsciously building a business, meaning I was showing up, waking up every single day, doing the exact same thing with only one goal in mind, make more money. And that is super important, you guys, but you got to understand like consciously in your business, what you're trying to achieve, what you want your business to look like, what you want your life to look like. And I think that so many of us, we get into business and for our whole lives, we create this atmosphere where our life serves our business and not the other way around where our business serves our life. Because your business is meant to make money. You're meant to get paid from your business. You're meant to be able to travel when you want, as long as business is going well. And so many of us forever are caught in this loop. Like I know realtors I've met that are 67 years old, still selling houses because they never sat down and consciously said, why, what am I building? Where is it going? And what does this look like? And those are the three questions I want to help you answer in this show is what you're building, where you're going, and what, what is the, your dream business that supports your life, not the other way around. What does that look like? For me, I can tell you now, like a lot of the reason that my previous partnership didn't succeed is because finally, after years of kind of being unconscious in business, I consciously said, hmm, what do I want business to look like? What do I want my empire of companies to look like? What do I want my team to look like? What do I want my life to look like? My workflow, everything. And obviously, and the big thing here, guys, is you're going to go through days and periods and months and quarters where you're grinding 12, 14, 16 hours a day. This isn't a podcast saying don't work. Uh, This isn't a work-life balance podcast. What this is, is being conscious of what you're building and being conscious of what you're working on. Because for years, you guys, I'll give you an example. I have an executive assistant now. I'll be very transparent. I pay my executive assistant about seventy-five, dollars $80,000 a year plus bonuses and some commission. And I always thought, you guys, I was like most people, I'd respond to 20, 30 emails in a day. And that felt like it was productive. That was part of what I told myself was productive. Same for Slack. And now, you guys, I do not check Slack and I do not check email unless my executive assistant flags something. And says, hey, Cole, you need to look at this. You have to look at this. Like today, for example, I'm recording this podcast at you know 4 p.m. in the afternoon, and I haven't looked at my email today. I've looked at Slack because some stuff got flagged for me, but I haven't looked at my email. And that's part of becoming a conscious business owner is really realizing what matters and what doesn't. 
what moves the needle and what doesn't, what makes money and what doesn't. Because we all get caught in busy work. And your job as a business owner, it sounds weird to say, but you kind of have to let stuff go wrong so you can focus on the root cause, the root symptom. So many of us are constantly putting out fires and we're so busy putting out fires that we never actually solve the root issue in our business that's creating all of that. And a lot of that sometimes comes too from problems in your personal life coming over into your business. Because a lot of the problems you have in your business, you guys, you are the issue. Right, you're getting emotional. You're changing strategy constantly. You're you're changing your business based on your personal situation. I mean, all of that comes with being a conscious business owner. And so, for me, over the past you know two weeks in Maui, again going back to it, became very, very, very apparent who was consciously building a business and who wasn't. When you hear a guy on stage say, "I went from owning zero units to three thousand units in five years," they had a plan, right? They had a conscious plan of what was going to happen, and they continue to show up. So, one something I do now is I have triggers, right? I have this notes app on my phone where I write down all my goals, right? Not just short-term, but long-term, where I want to go, vacation homes I want to own, what I want my family to look like, everything. And every time I have triggers, every time I get in the car and I get to my destination before I get out of the car, I'm looking at that, reminding myself over and over and over again, keeping in my conscious mind what I'm working towards. Extremely powerful because a lot of us, we don't do that. We just get in the the day-to-day rhythm of responding to the emails and checking Slack messages and going to lunches. We stop doing stuff that actually moves the needle forward. so, So I think the first thing that builds a business that serves you is building a schedule that serves you. And so my schedule now that serves me is 6 or 7 a.m. I'm up and I'm working for three or four hours. No interactions, no Slack, no email, no phone. I'm working on one thing that I chose the night before that has to get done and I'm giving that all my other attention. Okay, that's my first work block, 6 or 7 a.m. to about 10, 11 a.m. At that time in the morning, I'll take my first break. I'll go on a long walk with my dog, my wife. If I'm at the office, obviously, it'll be a different flow there. I'll just walk myself. And about noon, I'll come back to my desk from about noon to about two. So second work block, about you know two-ish hours. Sometimes it'll go till 2.30, but really it's like usually you know 11.30 or 12 to about two. I'm doing another round of work. Now I'm doing on like my, my three to five high priority items, but not my most important thing that I spent the whole morning on. This could be, um, you know, closing loops. And by loops, I mean important things that are kind of going on in the background, but at that time is not for calls, not for emails, not for Slack. That 1130 to two-ish time is meant for stuff, three to five high priority items that I need to continue to move forward. Then I'll have lunch, lunch, quick nap. Usually it'll be an hour. I take a, I uh, have lunch, take a quick nap, power nap, 10, 20 minutes. And then 4.30 or 5, 5.30, I'm headed to the gym. And then after that, I'll have another, you know, come home, have dinner with my wife, all that kind of stuff. If I feel the urge at night, I'll have another work, hour-long work session. But if not, that's my day, right? I get about seven hours of active, focused work time in the day between my morning session and afternoon session. That, that's most days. Other days are broken up in the afternoon you know, into more calls, and then I'll, I'll be done working at 5 or 6. But for the most part, my day is, again, 6 a.m. to call it 10 a.m. just to focus work block. 10 to 11, I'll take a break, kind of a, a brain refresher, right? 11 to about 2, you know, 1 p.m.-ish will be that second work block of priorities loops. Uh, 1 to 2 p.m. will be kind of a lunch and a nap. And then the rest, 2 p.m. on, will be calls if I have calls that day, or that'll be more deep work or focus work, I like to call it, if I don't have calls that day. Now, like today is a Wednesday, right? So I don't have calls in the afternoon. I'm on Wednesdays. I have one or two, but I try not to have them too heavy on Wednesday. So I would just have three focused work blocks. Another thing I'll say, you guys, is pay attention to your energy throughout the day. A lot of us take calls all day. But what I found for me, at least, um, you know, building a schedule that serves my business, that allows my business to serve me, is in the mornings, I have a lot more brain juice to do focused, creative work than in the afternoon. 
right? I don't want to write content at night. I don't want to map out systems and processes at night. I don't want to go hire someone at night. At night, it's easy for me to do calls in the evenings, you know, between that two and 5 p.m. Calls are easy, but I don't have to write anything. I don't have to think creatively. I sit there, I engage in conversation. That's fine. But the morning time, that 6 to 10 a.m. block is really when I move the needle and build my empire on creative work and content, everything that comes with that. And then I batch tasks. It's like Friday is an all-day filming day. So I'll have my work session in the morning on Friday, but then I'm filming my podcasts. I'm filming my shorts. I'm filming my animations. I'm filming my YouTube videos. I'm I'm doing all the filming stuff that I do on Fridays and batching that. Thursday is coaching days. So on Thursday, I have two community calls in the morning. Then I have two community coaching calls in the afternoon with some focus work block in between. But I batch all my coaching calls on Thursdays. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, deep work days. Thursday, deep work session, coaching. Then Friday, deep work session, filming and content. Saturday, I kind of do a, a two to three hour session in the morning where I'll kind of gather myself from the previous week, get out my ducks in the row, and then Sunday, nothing. Sunday night, I'll kind of plan out my next day and my week, but um, I do take almost a full day off on the weekend. So that's that's my workflow, you guys, and it supports me, right? Because I And you want to track your energy, but for me, my energy, that's how it waxes and wanes. And again, to build a business that serves you, you have to build a schedule that serves you. Once you have a schedule that serves you, you have to have an accountability process that serves you because we are entrepreneurs, meaning as we grow our business, and this is why a lot of people I've found stick to the chaos in their business and they don't ever actually grow a business. It's because they want the immediate wins. And the immediate wins is you on the phone with the seller getting a contract signed. You're on the phone with a buyer getting an assignment agreement signed. That's quick action. That feels like you're moving the needle forward. And as you move from, we could talk about all the time, HOA to hustler to operator to architect, As you move to an operator from a hustler, what's going to happen is you're going to start delegating that stuff. You're going to have a sales guy. You're going to have a disposition person. If you're flipping, you're going to have a GC. If you're in any other kind of business, you're going to have an account manager. And you you kind of lose touch with those quick wins, those contracts being signed, those invoices being paid. You lose touch with that. So it doesn't feel like you're winning as much. And that's one of the big psychological hurdles of building a business that serves you is learning what productivity means. The couple of things that actually create leverage in a business, right? Which is people, systems and processes, and content. Those are the three things that create leverage in your business. And the, every single work block I have every day, I'm working on one of those three things. Recruiting, hiring, and training someone, creating better systems and processes, or creating content. And content's not just social media. It's internal team content, right? Which is training videos and things of that nature. Um, that again, per unit of input, you get exponential units of output. So if I create one piece of content, if I create this podcast, this lives on my YouTube channel forever, and people can come watch this for the rest of however long YouTube is a thing or I'm a thing. And they can go and watch that video. I had a call today. I get on and he goes, okay, I love your YouTube stuff. I'm like, oh man, I made that piece of content one. People can watch it over and over again. You hire one good person, that becomes an exponential lever in your business. You go through a system and process and you hand that to your team to build or you build it, creates leverage that runs in the background. Um, you, tra- you train someone, you create a playbook, that's stuff you need to be working on, right? As you go from uh, hustler to operator and operator to architect, you're doing less and less of a doer and you're becoming more and more of a thinker and a conceptualizer. I mean, you're working on stuff that has high leverage. So the second part of building a business that serves you after you create a schedule that serves you is an accountability process that serves you, that holds you accountable to working on leveraged things and not constantly jumping back in the kitchen, putting out fire. You have to do that as a, as a business owner once in a while, but you want to continue to let your team solve more and more issues. And that's what creates, creates that autonomy. Good business owners, all they do to scale is they create a little better system, a little better process, a little better team. So every time they step away, a little less bad stuff happens. Not to say the balls don't get dropped, but a few less balls get dropped and they go work on another high leverage thing. And then a few more balls get dropped, another high leverage thing. And eventually there's no balls getting dropped and you're still adding on high leverage. And that's when you go to a, a architect and you can really build an empire. So for you guys that are watching this, 
just a reminder that if you can master your schedule and you can master keeping yourself accountable to doing high leverage activities, you're on your way. The third thing that I would say, I think builds a business that serves you is being likable. It's a weird concept, but being likable, walking into a room, people want to hang out with you. People want to be with you. I'm not naturally extroverted, you guys. When I walk into a room, I make sure I say hi to everyone. I remember something about them. We have some kind of conversation on a certain topic that we always talk about and being likable serves you exponentially, like way more than you think. And if you can be a likable person that people want to do business with, you can work on high leverage tasks and you can, your schedule supports you. You can build a business that serves you conscious business that you know where it's going, you know why it's going there, you know what it's achieving. And you're worried about bottom line, not top line. Who cares if you do $10 million a month, if you make 10 grand a month, right? 10 grand a month is not, not an insignificant amount of money, but you want to look at bottom line, not top line. Um, all these guys online, I put out a video today about you're being lied to. Like 50 grand a month on Instagram is probably like 15 grand a month take home for most people. So one, that's something to be diligent of, especially with social media. Is it might get you off track from building your conscious business. So build a business that serves you. Oof, thanks for sticking around for that one. Good to be back in the studio, you guys. We're going to be back to our two podcast a week schedule, Mondays and Thursdays, dropping two shows a week back getting after it with you guys again as always a dm on instagram twitter linkedin facebook wherever you consume content means the world also a share the share helps this grow and helps other off-market operators and business owners get the tools they need to implement to start making more money and living the life they want to live so as always with whether you're on apple's podcast spotify wherever you consume podcasts like and subscribe we are there hanging out delivering two shows a week to you every single week And as always, you are only one deal away.